Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning, folks. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. However, I am not Terry Wickstrom. I am Ronnie Castelloni. I am sitting in today for Terry Wickstrom. Terry is on assignment, and he's, you know, putting these pictures up of him sitting by a lake up north with a wine in his hand on Facebook. So uh, Terry and his wife are out having a good time. But I'm in studio today on an absolutely good gorgeous Memorial Day weekend. Uh, The weather outside is incredible. You could not ask for any better weather. There's a slight breeze. Temperatures are going to be in the 90s today. Uh, it's, It's just about as gorgeous as a Colorado spring day gets. And we are absolutely celebrating and understanding that this is Memorial Day weekend. Right off the bat, I want to thank everyone that has served over all the years, everyone that is currently serving, all the current servicemen and all those current service women, everybody that has sacrificed all this time and and effort and and made that their job. Uh, We are all very, very thankful. I am very, very thankful. And this weekend is really about remembering all the sacrifice that these people have done for all of us so that we could live in a beautiful state like Colorado and get out and enjoy these beautiful weather and get out and have some fun. But today is going to be a lot of fun, folks. I have a full show lined up for you. It's going to be kind of heavy on the fishing. That's kind of how it is when I'm in studio because it's really one of the only things I know a lot about. I know about fishing and I know about cooking. So that's kind of the deal. And so we... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we do have a full show lined up. I've got a couple of park segments in the first hour. Uh, We're also going to have Bernie Keefe joining us in the first hour. That's going to be a lot of fun. Second hour, we're going to have Nathan Zielinski from Tightline Outdoors. He's going to be joining us. And later in the second hour, Mr. Chad LaChance. He's going to actually join us for a couple of segments today. we got a whole bunch of stuff going on this weekend, folks. we got a whole bunch of stuff going on next weekend. Lots of events taking place outside. So this show is going to be a lot of fun, kind of covering all that stuff that's going on. But right off the bat, I am going to get straight to the phones and joining us from Northern Colorado, from the Centennial Bass Club, Mr. Bill Wilson. Bill, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic, Ronnie. Like you said, what a day to be outdoors in Colorado. It's incredible out. I mean, these are the days that we all live for, and it is beautiful out. And I'm sure if you're near a body of water today, you're going to be catching fish. There's no doubt about it. It's outstanding. But you have an event coming up. It's kind of a yearly event, and we want to talk and give a bunch of information about that. Bill, what do you got going on? Well, today, just a brief uh, uh, introduction. We are at the KOA Lakeside up here and uh, doing seminars. So we'll be doing seminars here till noon about catching fish on artificial baits. And like you said, everybody that's outdoors today, by water, you're catching fish, and we've got kids catching fish all over the place here. And uh, so while we're here, we wanted to visit about another event with with what I call differently abled children, our disabled and disadvantaged kids that we take fishing each year for CAST, which stands for Catch a Special Thrill. And we are just thrilled that this is our 22nd year of doing it in here in Colorado. It started about 27 years ago over in um, Washington, state of Washington, started it with a tournament director that thought it would just be great not to be competing, but to be taking care of special needs kids. And so it's developed into about a 38-state area. And uh, Colorado, we started ours 22 years ago. 
And thanks to a lot of local businesses that help us sponsor it. Uh, the Bureau of Reclamation, the United States Bureau of Reclamation, helps us put it on along with Larimer County. So it's at Horsetooth. It's next week, a week from today, and it starts at 6 in the morning. And we just have so much fun. I can't tell you the thrill that we catch because it is special whenever you see a child that can catch a fish that uh, people didn't know that they could even go in a boat ride. And so that's the biggest thing is watching those kids light up, but also their parents and the appreciative that they have of showing their children what they can do something a little bit over and beyond. Yeah, Cast for Kids, folks. This is a national organization. They run these events all over the the country. And like Bill mentioned, they've been doing it here in Colorado for a good number of years. And I know this is an event that's near and dear to your heart, Bill. And it's an event that, you know, the anglers that, that get out, the captains, the people that donate their time, that show up with boats, get these kids out on the boat for a day, get them out there, put them on fish. Uh, it's one of the most rewarding days that they're going to have on the body of water. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you get a lot of really, really good volunteers volunteers for this kind of event but uh, i'm wondering are you still looking for some volunteers for next weekend well we have enough shore volunteers but we are still needing just a few more boats just to make sure that we have a boat for every child it would be a, a disaster if we didn't have a boat to take them out so this is the big thing about taking these disabled kids out a lot of people fish from shore but to get them out on a boat that's something special some of those children don't want to even want to fish they just want a boat ride so yeah, if, absolutely. You have, if you have a fishing boat or if you don't have a fishing boat, and we have some excellent high school and uh, CSU bass team that can come in and going to be helping those people that don't know how to fish. So if you just have a boat and you want to come take a child out, there's no better time to do it than next Saturday. Absolutely. And so they are still looking for some boats. Do you have some contact information so that people that might be interested in being a boat captain for the day, where do they need to go to? How do they get a hold of you? Well, there's two ways. Uh, they can register online at castforkids.org and just look up the Horse Tooth event. It is at Horse Tooth Reservoir next week. The other way would be my personal phone number. My cell phone is 970-218-2895. Uh, or they can email me at bassandbill at gmail.com. How original was that email? <laughs> That's a good one, Bill. <laughs> now, I know from doing some research, and I've been on the websites, and I've watched a whole bunch of videos from all over the country about CAST, you know, and we've actually talked about CAST several times. I've actually been in here guest hosting before, and, and we've done this same segment in the past. So, you know, it's kind of an annual deal, and it's exciting. Uh, I, I know from watching the videos and also talking to people like Chad Lachance, who donates his time every single year and, and comes on out there and gets people out on his boat, that, uh, you know, these kids light up. And it's exciting. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. You get kids out there that have never done this before. You get repeats, kids that have come back year after year, and they're still excited, just as excited as they were the first time they got out there. It's a lot of fun. And the beauty of holding an event like you're holding it right now, especially, you know, this next weekend here on Horsetooth, the fishing on Horsetooth right now is is 
kind of really good. You know, it's a, uh, most of the fish are very, very shallow. It's kind of a no-brainer out there. You just kind of park yourself on a secondary bank, or you can even get on pretty much any point that's on the lake, and you're going to find fish. They're going to be very, very easy to catch. I would recommend for anybody who's listening that may be thinking about going to Horse Tooth just to fish for themselves this Saturday, you, you may want to think about, you know, maybe delaying that, maybe not going out in the morning when all these kids are out on the reservoir looking to catch fish. Definitely Definitely don't crowd any of these kids. Let's not get any boats right up next to them trying to fish the same spots. Give them the room. Give them the lake for the morning. Let them have at it. You know, they're going to catch a lot of fish. You can make your fishing trip, you know, start start yours in the afternoon if you're going up there just to fish. You're going to get plenty of fish in the evening bite, the, the morning bite, the evening bite, the midday bite. Everything is going really good on the lake right now. So you don't have to be out there. You don't have to be crowding these kids. Give them some room. Let them, let, let them have the lake. And, uh, you know, Bill, it's, it's every single year I'm sure you get parents that are doing this for the first time and and how how thankful how excited are they you know by the end of the day well the parents are very very thankful the children are very very excited and all of the boaters are just thrilled because i invited them so i get thank yous from them also because it is the most spectacular day you're going to have fishing ever and uh, so that's one of the reasons why we do it the other reason is because it, it's definitely the right thing to do and we expect the we'll have around 50 boats, counting media boats and everything else. So it will be crowded at Horse Tooth early in the morning. We fish from about 7 till 10.30, 11 o'clock. We're off the water. So if people could give us a little room that morning and, and be aware that that north boat ramp will be a little bit busy, we appreciate their patience because these are special children. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's exciting. We, we love seeing them out on the lake and uh... – it's just a lot of fun for everybody in the grand scheme of things. Now, do you have any, you know, I, I'm sure you have sponsors that really make this event possible for you every single year. Are there any sponsors that have really helped you out this year that you'd like to mention, Bill? Well, we have several. And like I said, most of the local businesses, we uh, have also uh, Bass Pro Shops. We have Shields has come on board in a big way with uh, volunteers coming out to help also. Uh, we have uh, Ace Hardware is a, a big sponsor. And Colorado Bank is a good sponsor also. We've, we've had those the last three or four years, and they're very generous in their donations. And it helps us feed everybody. We do a continental breakfast at 6 in the morning. We also have everybody come back in, and we have our barbecue prepared by Nordy's Barbecue, another good sponsor and great food. So we'll have some good food there for everybody and just a lot of fun. So if anybody's interested, again, castforkids.org and sign up at the Horse Tooth event, or you can contact Bill Wilson, 970-218-2895. Yeah, and I know also, you know, let's say maybe you don't have time, you know, short notice to volunteer or be a boat captain. I've also seen that there are ways on the websites to donate to this program, so you can get on there and just monetarily do a little donation, and, and, and that'll definitely help these folks out. They run these events all over the country, like we mentioned, and they get so many kids all over the country, and it's absolutely an outstanding event. Bill, where exactly, once again, on the lake are you guys going to be staged up and, and kind of launching from and all that kind of good stuff? Well, after all the boats get inspected, they go to the upper parking lot there at South Bay. So we're at South Bay at Horse Tooth, and uh, we'll be using the, the Swim Beach Pavilion there also. So uh, we're out of there about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but uh, it's an all-day, all-morning affair. And uh, so right there at South Bay, and if anybody boaters, any boaters just want to show up, 
they're welcome to do that too. I'll have enough food. I promise we'll feed everybody. Cast for kids, folks. This is an incredible event. It's a very worthwhile event. And uh, looking at the forecast, the weather's going to be outstanding next weekend as well. So, Bill, once again, give the contact information if anybody's interested. Castforkids.org. And they sign up at the Horse Tooth event. And they can also call Bill Wilson, 970-218-2895, or email me at bassingbill. B-A-S-S-I-N, Bill, at gmail.com. Awesome. Bill Wilson from the Centennial Bass Club up in northern Colorado. Bill, I want to thank you so much for joining us this weekend. Thank you, Ronnie. And tight lines to everybody. I know it's going to be a great season this year. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, we are going to get into a break. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clef here to tell you about SCL Mortgage Special Circumstance Lending, locally owned and operated. And if you're self-employed or work on commission, this is the place for you. Bank statement loans are back. You don't need tax returns to do your loan. In some cases, the bank statement loans can be done with credit scores in the low 600s. MySpecialMortgage.com on the web, 303-790-2222. The phone number, SCL Mortgage, licensed by the Colorado Department of Regulatory Agencies, number 126. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. I am Ronnie Castiglione, and I am sitting in studio on this absolutely gorgeous Colorado day. This Memorial Day weekend, uh, we couldn't have asked for any better weather, folks. It is incredible outside, and we are talking about being outside, and we are going to go right back to the phones, folks, and joining me from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. He is an area wildlife manager for the southeast region of the state, Mr. Frank McGee. Frank, how you doing this morning, bud? Good. How are you? I'm fired up. You know, I'm all jacked up on caffeine and having a good time in here filling in for Terry Wickstrom. We have a lot of stuff going on this weekend, going on next weekend. Frank, it looks like you have a big event coming up, Colorado Springs Get Outdoor Day. Why don't you tell folks what that's all about, Frank? So basically the idea is that uh, we're working with a bunch of other agencies, businesses, and nonprofits to try to introduce people to new outdoor activities for free. So we're going to be out um, on June 2nd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Memorial Park in Colorado Springs, and we're going to have a lot of different things for people to try out, everything from paddleboarding to archery to 22s, rock climbing walls, bikes, you name it. A lot of fun outdoor activities, folks. I've watched a bunch of videos. I even saw Frank on a video online on YouTube and watched about some of these past events that they've done, and it seems like this event is growing and growing every year. You guys are bringing more sponsors in. You're bringing more vendor or people in to kind of do demos and, and get the kids out and show them all this fun stuff and even get the adults out so that they can try some new activities in the, in the outdoors. And that's that's really what it's all about, right, Frank? It's about kind of expanding uh, you know, that outdoor recreational use for more people in the state right yeah and and we're happy to have people get outdoors in whatever way makes sense for them and by introducing it to entire families we're hoping that they're going to get out there and do that as a family Um, and if they go rock climbing great if they go hunting great if they go camping awesome i just want them to get outside 
No, I've watched some of the videos, like I mentioned. And I love the interviews that you guys did with, you know, the, the, the children that are leaving with their parents. Maybe they've been all there, there all day kind of doing all the different events. And these kids are, are all very, very excited by the end of the day. They're, they're probably worn out a little bit because they have so much fun to do. But, you know, I think nowadays, Frank, with, you know, most of these kids, they really like sitting in front of computers or playing video games. And I can't tell you how many kids I've had on the boat for the first time. And, and you know, they're just not used to being outside they can't stand they're not active they're just used to being in front of the computer and this is a way to kind of get these kids to open their minds to this sort of a thing get the parents to open their minds to this sort of a thing and get people active and get them outdoors right frank yeah and i think you know once they find something that's fun and once you get them outside then then they really do have a good time and and sometimes you know you kind of have to drag them away from the tv but uh, i know with my own kids you know once once they do get outdoors then you have a hard time getting them back inside and that's you know that's I think that's the goal here. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. And I know from personal experience being a guide in northern Colorado that when you when you get kids who, you know, maybe aren't used to being outside, aren't used to doing fishing, and you you get them around some the, some people that are, you know, quote, experts in the field, and that's what you guys are going to have down there, uh, you know, a lot of different experts from all over the state teaching these kids about utilizing paddle boards, teaching them about utilizing kayaks, teaching them how to how to utilize a fly rod, how to how to use use a spinning rod, how to shoot a bow and arrow, you know, all these different things that y'all are doing doing down there how to ride bikes even you know i know you got a mountain bike trail set up and all this kind of fun stuff you know it's been my experience that these kids who may frown upon this if it was their parents idea or if it was their parents trying to teach them how to cast a spinning rod the minute you get them around an expert somebody that's not a parent and and they're teaching them out these kids they soak up this information like a sponge and and before you know it they're outstanding at casting they're very very good at picking up shooting a bow and arrow they're, they're they pick it up so fast it's incredible and it it really you know it, it makes for a great day of learning and education it's exciting right frank yeah it, it definitely is and i think that one of the things you know that we've seen too is that um you know maybe mom and dad don't want to take their kids um canoeing or kayaking or fishing or any of these things because maybe they're intimidated by it sure. they don't know how to do it yeah um, and so i think if we can show them that it's, it's not that hard and it's fun and it's easy then hopefully they'll get out there and, and try it on their own Absolutely, and get them away from those computer screens. There's no doubt about it. Now, once again, let's tell folks where this is taking place and uh, you know some contact information if they want to find out more information about it. So this is at Memorial Park, um, so it's kind of right in the heart of Colorado Springs um, at Prospect Lake, and it's on June 2nd uh, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And, of course, next weekend is also free fishing weekend. So um, Perfect. We're going to be giving away about a thousand fishing poles that day, and we will have a bunch of different companies on site um, to help people learn to do fly fishing and things like that. Um, the local sheriff's office and police department are coming out and doing a program that they call Cops and Bobbers, and so they're going to be um, also helping kids learn how to fish. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, if people have want to know information. There's uh, you can look up Colorado Springs Get Outdoors Day on Facebook. Or you can also email um, info at ppora.org. So the Pikes Peak Outdoor Recreation Alliance is one of the uh, groups that's kind of co-sponsoring this with us. And that's uh, the best email for folks if they have questions. Now, this is a Memorial Day weekend, and we are definitely celebrating all those folks that have served or are, are currently serving in the military and, and serving us as, you know, just us normal people here that don't do much as far as that goes. I mean, they're really the heroes. Now, it looks like you're going to have some cadets out there from the U.S. Air Force also. What are, what are they going to be doing out there? So the Air Force Academy has um, a falconry program. 
Um, and so they're going to be bringing out some of their live falcons for people to uh, learn about and uh, interact with. So cool. Those falcons are incredible. I love seeing those birds when they have them at different appearances, and uh, they're absolutely amazing. And I know the kids, you know, their faces light up when they get to see those birds. No doubt about it. It's a lot of fun. So, Frank, uh, once again, this is taking place next Saturday. That's June 2nd. If people want any information, they can find out online. And uh, this is a very, very good event, folks. So check it out. Get down there. Get into the outdoors. See what's going on in here in Colorado. And then you can expand. And you'll be able to, you know, once you learn a little bit about this stuff, you'll be able to get out on your own and have a lot of fun in this beautiful state that we have and take advantage of this gorgeous weather that we are having right now. Frank McGee, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, and we are going to get it to a break. You're listening to Terry Wicks from Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. I am Ronnie Castelloni. I am sitting in for Terry today, and we are going to go right back to the phones. And joining us in our second park segment from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, she is a communication specialist here in the Denver area, Miss Rebecca Farrell. Rebecca, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing really good. I get fired up when I'm in studio here for Terry. You know, I'm a... A long-time listener of the fans, so I get a little excited when I get to come and sit in the studio and sit in the big chair here. And I'm looking out the window right now, and it is absolutely gorgeous outside. I mean, it is unbelievable. So there are going to be a lot of people doing a lot of things this weekend. And, Rebecca, you wanted to talk about something very important. What was that? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, it couldn't be a more picture-perfect weekend to kind of kick off that unofficial start of summer. So um, there will be lots of people out on boats, out on the trails, and kind of uh, running around this gorgeous state. And so we just want to make sure that as people are thinking about having fun, they're also kind of thinking about the few um, things they can do to kind of keep their summer just as safe as it is enjoyable. Absolutely. There are a lot of, you know, activities that we all like to do in the outdoors, but there's definitely some things you want to keep in mind as far as staying safe. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about some of those things, Rebecca. Sure. So I grew up around the water. So when I start thinking about summer, I'm thinking about boating and fishing and kind of just getting out and enjoying enjoying the waves, as it were. So, Rebecca's um, my kind of girl. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, as, as fun as it is, you know, there are a few things that you want to kind of keep in mind. There are some, you know, requirements and laws that we want people to follow and also just some things to remember about being safe on the water. So first and foremost, you know, in Colorado, if you're operating a motorboat, personal watercraft, sailboat, you need to be at least 16 years old. Um, however, if you have youth in your family that are 14 and 15 that, that want to operate that jet ski or motorboat, um, they can complete one of the state's boating safety courses and be allowed to kind of get out on the water as well. So um, those courses are available throughout the state, throughout the summer, and they are not age-specific, so they're open to adults as well as teenagers. And even though adults aren't required to take the course like the 14 and 15-year-olds are, it may actually qualify you for a discount on your boat insurance, so it might be worth looking into. Yeah, do you have a course on backing a trailer up at a boat ramp? <laughs> Probably something we should consider adding sometimes on these weekends. Yeah, add that safety course to the ensemble there because that seems to be where we see the biggest problems, especially on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, there's always a lot of fun stuff to watch at the boat ramp. But you're talking about safety in general, about being on the water, and there's there's a lot of other things we want to bring up about that. I mean, one of the big ones is you know having a, a PDF, a personal flotation device, for everybody that's going to be on the boat. And, and they have to be the right flotation devices as well. You, you can't shove a kid into an adult one. You, you, 
can't you can't flip flop it and go the other way around either. You got to have the proper flotation device for everybody on there. And if kids are under, uh, what's the age, Rebecca? Is it fourteen and under that they have to be wearing it at all times? Twelve and under. Twelve, I, I, two years too many. I think I've been making clients that were thirteen wear them all days. But that's you not... know what? <laughs> I believe in everybody having them on, and certainly close at hand as as often as possible when out on the boat. So, right. um, you know, we want to make sure that the equipment you have, to your point, is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Um, we want to make sure that people are looking at our boating regulations brochure. So we have all of the approved safety equipment on our website. Um, but you know, different activities may require some additional equipment, like water skiing. You have to have your for your for your spotter and things like that, um, but you're right. Every personal or every boat has to minimally have one personal flotation device for every person on board. Um, you want to make sure that your kids are definitely wearing their their life vests at all times. Um, and our boating regulations brochure is available on our website as well as in our offices and our parks. Um, so you want to grab one of those, have those on hand, so that you know the specific requirement for every boating and personal watercraft activity in the state. That's all very very good information. A couple that I'll throw out there that I also consider to be very important is you got to understand which body of water you're going to. you got to understand the speed limit for what body of water you are on. Uh, you got to know where the no-wake zones are and what speed you can travel in the no-wake zones. You also want to know the directional travel. A lot of these lakes that we have here in Colorado have a specific direction that you are supposed to be traveling as far as you know which way you're running your boat on which side of the water and that sort of a thing. That is all very, very important. Those are probably you know those non-directional tickets that they write up at Horsetooth. Those are probably the tickets that get written the most, especially on busy weekends because people just aren't paying attention to what direction they're traveling, uh, you know, and so those are all very, very important. There's one other one that I want to bring up, you know, real, real fast, and, you know, and me being a guide in Northern Colorado, it's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, if you're going to be doing some fishing this time of year, if you're out there, and if you're planning on uh, harvesting fish, you know, harvest away, it's your right, harvest the fish, do it responsibly. But let's say you're not going to be harvesting fish, you're just going to be releasing them. We're seeing this epidemic of people throwing fish in the live wells so that they can take these glory selfies where you know they're driving around all day with a with a small mouth in the in the tank and then they pull them out and they're holding five of them up at a time to take these facebook pictures uh, i absolutely frown upon that all year but especially this time of year the small mouth the large mouth they're pretty much all relating to the spawn or spawning or something to do with the spawning cycle up and down the state so if you pick a fish off a bed and you throw them in the live well and you drive them around the lake you've just destroyed that bed those fish are not going to you know produce it's not going to be happy you've done damage so just kind of keep that in mind now not everybody's going to be out boating they're also going to be doing some hiking and some camping and all that kind of stuff there's some other things we want to you know pay attention to right rebecca Absolutely. So, you know, along that same line, as you mentioned with boating, you know, there are, you know, a lot of different rules and, and things that are posted at trailheads. So if you are going to be out hiking, um, horseback riding, mountain biking, you know, we just ask that you really review and respect the trail signage at the trailhead. Um, a lot of our multi-use trails are going to have right-of-way indicators, alternating days for different use, um, things like that. So, you know, obeying the signs and the rules really do help keep the trails safer for everyone. Um, and additionally, that's where you might find some wildlife warnings, which of course are near and dear to our hearts. So, um, you know, this time of year, there are still several trails and climbing routes that are closed for rapture closures, for raptor nesting. Um, so we want to make sure that, you know, people are, are responsible. Um, you may not have that particular route to climb or hike, but we have so many trails and so many awesome opportunities in Colorado that, you know, if we've got something posted that's closed for wildlife closure, please respect that. Um, you know, one of the things that we love about going out and hiking in our great outdoors here in Colorado is being able to see and spot and be among that that awesome wildlife so you know respect those closures um they're there for a reason 
You mean no selfies with the mooses? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing that we have to kind of say some of these things. But yes, uh, never approach wildlife. It is not the time to be insta famous if you are staring down a moose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing we should bring up also is that you know we are looking at an unseasonably warm weather. It's you know we got a bunch of rain in the past here, but uh, it's drying up for this weekend. And I know there's also a red flag warning for a good portion of the state. So fire safety is also a very very big concern. Absolutely. You know, again, we're asking people to just a little bit of research and and preparation before you head out. Um, You know, we've already seen some things this weekend. We had to unfortunately evacuate a camp uh, campground this weekend due to a fire. So be prepared before you go. Check out, make sure the trails are open. Look at fire bans, respect those. Um, Certainly, if you are in an availability for building a campfire, um, don't don't bring wood from a different location. Buy it where you're where wherever you're recreating. Um, you know you have the opportunity to kind of drag other things along with you, and we don't want that to happen either. So um, again, just being a little bit prepared. You know we kind of liken it to recycling, right? It's a little bit of a pain kind of when you first start doing it, but it comes becomes second nature. So you know check things out before you go. Make sure there's no road closures, water situations, fire bans, things like that before you go, so that you don't be disappointed when you head out. Yeah, and let's not be tossing any cigarette buds out the window. That's uh, that's something we see, and it's absolutely awful. And every time I see that, you know, the the the, the Rangers up at Horsetooth up there around the park up there, they've straight up told us that if we see that happening anywhere around that park, that we are to immediately call the office and we are to try to get that license plate number because they are, you know, they they are not going to let that happen. It's it's just a silly thing to do. Uh, you know, it's just horrible. So no right. tossing. <laughs> Aside from the danger, right? Like leaving no trace is a big part of what we encourage. Absolutely. Um, you know, when you're out and about, don't go off the trails. Um, they're there for a reason. We want to make sure that the native vegetation, any wildlife habitat is is fully protected. So there there are trails, there are designated, stay on those. Um, another big thing with, with hiking and camping in particular um, is, is your dogs. Um, a lot of people look at them, they say they're animals. It's, it's no big deal. They belong out in the outdoors as much as we do. And that's absolutely true. Um, but you want to make sure that dogs are allowed in the spots that you're taking them. And you want to respect the fact that um, a lot of our parks in particular with, with our state parks, um, dogs must be on a six foot or shorter leash. And, you know, we want to make sure that that's uh, able to keep them close to you should anything occur. But also it helps to prevent any kind of wildlife disruptions. Um, if they kind of run off and see a baby fawn, you know, they can, they can harass that fawn. And that's actually illegal as well as just kind of bad for the wildlife in general. And of course, going back to Leave No Trace, make sure you have baggies. Um, you know, yes. we, nobody goes out into the woods um, to enjoy nature to see lots of dog waste or the little baggies that are left by the side of the trail. So make sure you bring bags for your dog waste. Make sure you bring Ziplocs or other sort of scent-proof bags so you can carry it back out with you. Um, we don't have garbage cans along trails for a reason, so be responsible when you do take your best friend out with you. Yeah, the leaving no trace kind of kind of scenario, that's also very, very important for shore anglers. We see a lot of shore anglers that, you know, hike into a spot or post up on a on a particular spot in the lake and then they leave and you see a lot of debris left in that general area, be it used baits on the ground or fishing line that got cut or the big one we see a lot of is we see empty containers of night crawlers and things like that 
constantly left around bodies of water. That is no good. That is no bueno. We don't want to see that. That is definitely against the law, and it's definitely not doing, you know, the resource any good. And, you know, personally, as an angler, if I'm shore walking and I'm seeing any of that kind of debris, anything left around, I'm picking that up. I'm shoving it into my tackle bag. I, you know, I'm putting the line in my pocket so that I can throw it in the recycle thing by the boat bu- by the boat ramps when I leave. Um, you know, we can all do our part to kind of clean up for other people that are being a little less responsible. But we also, you know, want to encourage everybody to be responsible. You know, don't do any damage to the resource. Right, Rebecca? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, once again, uh, Rebecca, uh, why don't you give folks some contact information as far as where they can go online if they want to, you know, see some of the safety information or boating rules and all that kind of good stuff? Sure. You can head to our website, which is cpw.state.co.us. If you type in boating safety, we have several pages that give you the rundown of all the different uh, personal flotation devices, rundown all the different things you need for the different types of recreating that you're doing out on the water. And also, you know, I just kind of wanted to mention, we have a calendar on our website. Um, given that, you know, we are coming into the summer, most of our parks have different interpretive events, hikes, um, you know, coming up on the full moon here on Monday and Tuesday. Some of our parks are doing moonlight hikes, which is an awesome new way to kind of see the park in a whole different light, um, literally and figuratively. So um, there's some really good information, not only on all of these safety tips. Um, certainly, you know, we, we want people to, to do a little research and be safe, but also just some of the really cool things that we have available in our parks. Rebecca Farrell from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Rebecca, I got to put you in touch with Chad Lachance because you know we are always looking for for females to be on the television show. It's kind of been his quest over the years to find some knowledgeable outdoor you know ladies to come on and fish and be on TV. And you know you're outstanding at communications, and it sounds like you would be a blast to have as a guest on the television show. So I'm going to put the bug in his ear, and hopefully maybe we get you on an episode of Fishful Thinker in the future. I think you'd be really good at, it and he'd be excited about it for sure. Well, I know we have a ton of awesome women in our agency that are out and about every weekend doing just that. So I'm sure we can find a great source for him on that. Perfect. Rebecca Farrell, thank you for coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, folks, and we are going to get it to a break. You're listening to Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wicks from Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. And we are going to go right back to the phones. And joining us, we have Mr. Bernie Keith. Bernie, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How you doing, Ronnie? I am all fired up. I'm having a lot of fun in studio. But, Bernie, you know, I'm looking out the window, and I'm, I'm seeing this incredible day we got going outside. Where are you at, Bernie, and how's the weather? I am in my backyard cutting firewood, and the weather is absolutely awesome. No, I, I can believe that. Uh, you know, Bernie lives up in the mountains there, and he's a guide here in Colorado. If you haven't heard him before, he is the lake trout master. Bernie, how is the fishing right now? Uh, the fishing up in this entire area is awesome. It's um, it's just off the charts good. If you want to catch, we'll just start it with the rainbows. Rainbows are all along the shoreline. Um, you can go out and catch 10, 15, 20, 30, depending on how active you want to be. You can go catch a bunch of them. The browns are still up and shallow and active. You want to cover them on the cloudy, windy, low light hour kind of days, but they're good. We're getting them up too. Recently, we've got some 20-inchers, but the average size is about 16, 17 right now. Uh, let's see, Kokanee down at Wolford has been really good for the guys trolling. They're up real shallow. You don't need to let just long line behind them. And um, the lake trout everywhere is just on fire. I mean, they're big fish, lots of fish. The, the fish are just really agreeing with what people are using. They're liking them. Outstanding. Now, for folks that don't understand uh 
this beast of a fish that we have in the state called a lake trout. Uh, those fish grow very, very large and live for a very, very long time. Why don't you give folks an idea of the size of some of these fish that you guys are you know, making contact with? Uh, we're getting um, three feet to 40 inches. We're getting one or two of those a day right now. Haven't gotten anything over 40 in a couple of weeks, but um, we've gotten some. We've gotten some real good ones. And to give you an idea how slow they grow, we got a tagged fish back a few years ago. It was 34 and a quarter. Excuse me, <clears throat> 34 and a quarter inches. And I called up my buddy. He said he caught it four years before that at 34 inches. And then another friend of mine caught it 12 years before that at 30 inches. So that's 16 years to grow four and a quarter inches. Yeah, they live for a very long time and they grow yeah. very, very slow. But Very, very slow. So they're a pretty cool fish. They're real wise. They're real curious. Um, they bite for how big they are. You'd be amazed how light they bite and um, how ready you got to be for them. Now, are you already catching those fish You know, relatively deep or are you seeing some shallow fish still? There's still some shallow and there's mm-hmm. still some deep. They're all below. Oh, let's see. And they, they like that 50, 52 degree water stuff. And so that can be anywhere in the water column right now from three feet deep up on Granby down to a hundred and some feet deep. Uh, Williams Fork, they moved out a little bit deeper. Green Mountain, they're a little deeper. But in the colder lakes, they're still pretty shallow. Now, there is a serious skill set involved with catching those deep fish. Um, you know, you do a lot of guide trips. I know you're getting a lot of, you know, newbies out and you're getting some experienced anglers. You know, what are some of the big keys to getting anglers to be successful with those deeper fish, Bernie? Uh, when they're deeper, the, the big key is understand your sonar. Know what you're looking at. Understand what, what they like to live in what kind of structure they're living on at that time that they're out there, the depth and all that stuff. But then when you fish for them, you just got to really pay attention to what you're doing when you get your first, second bite and be able to repeat it because that'll probably be real key for until you burn up the fish in that spot. And then your whole next spot, it's a whole nother learning game. You start from scratch. Gotcha. But it seems like every if you pull onto a hump and you catch a fish, doing something with a certain color and size of jig um you can catch more on that and then when you burn them all up then you got to move to a different hump and it gets it's like moving to a whole different city the restaurants have changed yeah i got you you know i do catch some deep fish on horse tooth every year especially the big trout that i try to target during the fall and i know there's definitely a skill set involved with like you're saying uh, reading the electronics also one of the big skill sets is is understanding where your electronics are pointed you know most electronics are obviously pointed down but they kind of can be pointed slightly to one side of the boat or the other depending on how the transducers mount and who's standing where in the boat and all that stuff. It's very important to understand, you know, exactly where that is, what you're reading, where that's located. Because my understanding with these lake trout, and I've only caught a few in my life. I haven't really gone up there and targeted too many of the real big ones like you do. But uh, my understanding is that, you know, they don't like to move a great distance a lot of times, that they, uh, they're going to move very, very small distance to get a presentation. So you got to really be, you know, on point and on cue with putting it right in their face. Right, Bernie? Oh, a big lake trout is just like me, big, fat, and lazy and old. I don't want to get <laughs> off my couch to eat dinner, so I keep it really close to me. So if you're going to be fishing for them, yes, you have to put the jig real close to them. Because they didn't get that fat from being energetic. Yeah, and they can eat whatever they want. <laughs> they're the dominant predators in the lakes up there. There's no doubt about it. So they're going to forage on pretty much whatever they want. Whatever they want. 
Absolutely. Now, so Bernie, do you have any, I know you do a lot of appearances all over the state. You're like me, you do seminars and all that kind of good stuff. Do you have any uh, seminars coming up that you'd like to mention? I don't have anything coming up. I am booked for the, for quite a while out. I'm, I'm staying on the lakes. I'm staying at home and I'm guiding or fishing or cutting firewood about every day, every day this summer. So um, if you want to, if you want to get a personal appearance, you can give us a call and we can take you on a guide trip. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. Give folks some contact information as to how to get a hold of you. Uh, fishingwithbernie.com, um, Facebook Fishing with Bernie, or you can call us up at 970-531-2318. We got guides on Grand Lake and Williams Fork. So if you just want to go catch fish, we can hook you up with some people. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, some of those other lakes as well, you got some pike in some of those lakes, right? We do, Williams Fork, and we got a pretty good pike fisherman, Randy, who's guiding down there, who can who can get into them when the conditions are right. You don't catch a lot of fish down there, but if you do get one, you get a toad. They're just hogs in that lake. Yeah, and the lake trout are gigantic in that lake as well, right? As well as that, that is very true. I know Chad Lachance, you know, one of his favorite shows that he's filmed over the year was that lake trout show that I think he filmed on that reservoir. And, uh, you know, he had one of those dream days for a guy, you know, he gets out there and he sticks five or six of them that, you know, between 15 and 35 pounds. And I know he, uh, he gives you credit for teaching and the techniques that he imparted on that show. There's no question about it. He's right up front about it. Bernie taught me to do this with this tube jig, you know, because because us as a passel angler, you know, we get out there and we get a tube jig in our hand and we want to we want to drag that thing along and we want to snap that thing up into the air and let it fall and try to trigger strikes and all that kind of stuff. But you instilled that 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 knowledge into him and he was demonstrating that during the show that he was barely moving that tube jig vertically. I mean, just barely lifting it off the bottom. Is that what you see a lot, Bernie? You see a lot of that. You know, like I said, every time you go, every time you move the boat you're, you're looking at potentially a completely different situation. The other day, we got them dead sticking the tube jigs two feet off the bottom. You couldn't move them. Sure. You couldn't move them. We had nine big fish in an hour. And you're really, you're utilizing your electronics. It's, what's so important about it is you're, you're kind of judging the reaction from the fish as well and kind of determining, are, are they coming and looking at it as I reel it up, which I know lake trout are world famous for doing that. Or are they just sliding in over it and, and biting it while it's sitting dead still like you're talking about? Uh, you know, that's kind of what you're talking about as far as looking at the electronics, right, Bernie? Exactly, exactly. You got, you got to zoom in on those fish and you got to try to get an idea of what you're doing and what they like and what they don't like. And they'll tell you if you pay attention. If you really pay attention to your graph, you'll see them come and go as to what you do, and that should tell you a lot about what they're liking. Yeah, and it's the same deal on a lot of species of fish. I use my electronics to judge, you know, what the bass are doing. If they're, you know, suspended off the bottom and going to bite a drop shot, I use it to watch a jig fall right at them to see if they're swimming up and meeting it as it's falling or if they're they're darting up off the bottom as I reel it up. You know, all those kind of things, the electronics will tell you that. It ends up being kind of like you're playing a video game, and at times it can be a little unfair because once you figure it out, uh, you got a very good chance that day of running through a whole lot of fish no matter what species you're targeting. Electronics are key, you know, not not just for uh, telling you the bottom content and telling you, you know, oh, there's fish in this area, but judging the fish's responses to the presentation, whether they want it moving sideways, vertically, up, down, all that kind of good stuff. The electronics will clue you in on that. And a really good guide like yourself, Bernie, will also teach you how to kind of read all that and judge all that. Right, Bernie? You know, you try. You try really hard to, to teach everybody everything they want to know. So many of my people already have boats. 
and they want to they want to go learn how to catch big fish on their own so you end up spending eight hours in the boat having fun and having them catch fish but also explaining every detail of everything you're doing so they get it absolutely bernie bernie i think it's time for chad to have you back on the tv again you know it's been a little while and i always enjoyed the shows that you filmed with chad over the years so i'm gonna put a bug in his ear that let's try to get bernie (laughs) keith back on we just gotta we just gotta get our schedules to match we're both getting so busy and running around so crazy we want to do it and we just got to get it we just got to get our schedules to match i think that's the big thing what's the website again bernie Fishing with Bernie. <laughs> Mr. Bernie Keefe, the, the world-famous hey, Bernie Keefe. Remember. <laughs> yeah, Fishing with Bernie, that's an easy one. This is the world-famous Bernie Keefe, we call him that. A lot of people call him that. Uh, Bernie's an outstanding guy, and he's a lot of fun to, to go out with. He, uh, you know, he's kind of, a, kind of a goofball at heart, but he's super knowledgeable, and so you're going to have a good time with Bernie. Bernie, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, Ronnie, you get the time, give me a call. Come up, let's go fishing. Perfect. I will take you up on that. Outstanding. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Bernie. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. And you are listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors here on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan.